Hey y'all, Katie here with Team Evo AZ at EXP Realty. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We are super excited for this season. As you know, we are based in the Phoenix, Arizona area. But what you may not have known is that we're growing our team nationwide and we have already started. So if you know of anybody that is looking to buy or sell throughout the country, no matter what state it's in, please contact us. We'd be happy to help. We'd be happy to offer advice. And if you know of anybody that is either getting into the real estate industry or is looking for an awesome change in their career and in their lives, we are also hiring real estate agents across the country. Thanks again and enjoy the show. He already told us he was ready, you guys. All right. It is real with Matt and Katie. And unfortunately, Matt could not be with us this morning. So we have his sidekick. Can you introduce yourself, sir? Hi, my name's Jackson. Jackson who? Lambert. (laughs) Can you tell that he's Matt's sidekick? He looks just like him. So we have Jackson here with us today to have this conversation with Mr. Alex. And of course, we have our very favorite buyer agent extraordinaire on the call with us today. Say hello, Alex. What's up, everybody? How are you doing today? Thanks for your time. I always love chatting with you. You have so much insight because I know you work with a lot of our clients. So thank you for that. Um, Of course, I love being on. Yeah, right? (laughs) Except for I know you have a new puppy over there right now. So yeah, she might cause a little havoc in between. So hopefully you don't see me scrambling out of here anytime soon. You have to run off the the camera really quick. (laughs) I know why. I'll I'll carry it for you. We're we're, we're potty training right now. And that's a that's going, uh, it's debatable how that's going, so, yeah. All the fun stuff. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what's going on. Now, just so that everybody knows, um, Alex and I work quite a bit together, and Alex and I both share buyers and sellers, but he's kind of more leans toward the buyer agent type hat, and I lean more toward the listing agent type hat. So I'll tell you a little bit about what's going on in the market for me. But first, Alex, what's been happening with your buyers? What are you seeing out there? What are the repeat obstacles? That kind of thing. Yeah, so it, it kind of goes hand in hand with, with the market right now. So now we're in a seller's market, meaning we have a low inventory of homes uh, and a high amount of buyers that are looking for properties right now. So what that obviously means is a lot of competition. Um, this market, this competition has also been sprung on by low interest rates as well. So these buyers are taking advantage of these low interest rates. So we got a lot of people shopping for a home right now. Uh, meaning whenever we got a good property on the market, that's priced well, um, that's nice, move in ready, all of those things. It's, it's been multiple offers almost every single time that I've came around. Um, especially homes that are listed in the median price range, uh, which the median price range right now in, in uh, you know, Maricopa County, Phoenix area is going to be around 328000 So if you're looking in that price range, you are going to see a little bit of competition. You may see a little bit of multiple offers. Um, so you may be, uh, yeah, kind of in a little bit of a bidding war right now. Yeah, it's definitely been crazy and I've been experiencing the same thing. And just a couple of key points with what you mentioned. Um, Mm -hmm. I have to say interest rates and obviously the month's inventory, but interest rates are a huge driving factor right now. Um, Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, you got to think about it because Phoenix is the 
highest growing in price right now, one of the highest growing, I think it was top three in the mm -hmm. United States, but it kind of, you know, with the low interest rates, it still makes sense. So mm -hmm. you're still getting a, a, a low monthly payment. So that's why all these buyers are taking advantage of it because they know Phoenix is growing in equity every single year and why not get it at the lowest interest rates that we're going to see? Maybe going to see. <laughs> well, so, and we uh, haven't, we haven't seen these interest rates in like 50 years. So it's exactly. been quite some time when it's been this inexpensive to leverage somebody else's money, basically. Absolutely. I agree. And I, and I think it's really, it's just an important point to hang on for another minute longer because it does make it a little bit more affordable for people out there with having the lower interest rate. There was a, let me pull it up on my screen here real quick. There was a graphic that we shared on our Team Eboazy Facebook page. Um, I think it was last week, which was really interesting. Let me share it here. Can you see that? Yep, I can see it. And so basically it's just an example like, okay, if, if here we are right now and the prices are at 350 um, and here's our two and a half percent interest rate, I mean, it, it depends, mm -hmm. right? There's a few factors that go into what the actual interest rate is, is that you'll close on. Um, but I yeah. believe they're right around this area, maybe two and, two and three quarters actually, probably. Mm -hmm. um, but for the purposes of this example, it's at two and a half and you see the monthly payment here. Yeah. So now let's just say if the market crashes and which we're not really seeing any of that right now, but if prices go down, which again, not in the foreseeable future, as far as I'm concerned, and the interest rates will inevitably go up if that happens, look at what the monthly payment is. Yeah. I think I'd like to be stuck at that lower monthly payment right there. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, you know, I'm hearing from, from some buyers here and there, Oh, you know, we're just going to hang around and wait to buy until prices become more reasonable. Well, first of all, when is that going to be? I, mm -hmm. I don't know when, when that's going to be. I don't think prices are unreasonable. I mean, if you compare us to other destinations, let's face it, Phoenix is a destination area. Um, Absolutely you know, is. if you compare us to other destination locations, I feel like we're, we're doing pretty well. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about uh, job growth. You think about obviously being a destination, you think about um, price of living here, all of that makes us a destination for people to be moving here. And we are getting people moving here in droves. So I, I mean, I, I feel like it's, I mean, we're just going to increase prices even higher and higher every single year. I don't think this is, I think for those people, they're going to be waiting a really long time to buy a house if they keep on waiting for prices to become reasonable because you know, honestly, you know, Phoenix is showing no sign of not of going lower or not growing. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you just have to drive down a couple of streets to see it. Um, yeah. You know, there's building everywhere. There's apartment complexes, condo complexes, new home communities, breaking ground absolutely everywhere you go. So, uh, and in our interest rate, excuse me, our inventory levels are at like, 1.3 months inventory, yeah. which yeah. basically means that if no other homes came onto the market, we would be completely depleted of everything we have at the current rate we're selling in 1.3 mm -hmm. months. Yep. Crazy. So, Absolutely crazy. 
I know you know this, Alex, but for everybody else out there, a balanced market is like four, four and a half yep. months. So we are severely in a seller's market um, right now. And honestly, you know, I have buyers that I've been talking to over the last couple of months. Oh, you know, they're, they're waiting, waiting, waiting to see what happens with the market, but they've been waiting for two and three years because yeah. the market hasn't really changed. I mean, it's continued to, you know, be healthy for the last couple of years. And I'm looking at buyers that bought two and three years ago, and they are tickled pink that they bought two and three years ago, because I am seeing buyers that literally have hundred grand equity in their home. You know, it depends on price yeah. point, whatnot. I'm leaving yeah, that out. Absolutely. 50 to hundred grand equity in their home and they've owned it for like two years, you know? Yeah, and imagine, and, and how many people have we worked with this year that have gotten that equity and are now, now buying their dream homes this year? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, can't even, I, can't, I can't even count on our two hands the amount of people that we sold to two, three years ago that have bought, uh, that were all starter homes, that they were first-time home buyers, and now they've expanded their family and have gotten their dream home and their dream area. I mean, and you, and they're still getting it within a reasonable price. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's, it's exciting for a lot of people. And, and honestly, for the people who have been waiting, I, I, like we were saying, just don't wait any longer because this could be you in two to three years from now too. So. Yeah. Real estate is still, and always has been, and always will be an awesome investment. And that's, that's yeah. how you do it. I mean, you know, that's how you get from starter home area to move up um, and then, you know, into luxury and that kind of thing. If that's what your plan is, that's how you do it is, yeah. you know, buy, gain the equity, use that equity toward the next purchase. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've been extremely proud of a lot of our buyers and sellers lately for what they've been able to achieve because honestly, they listen to us. And they killed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's been exciting. So in your experience, where are these buyers coming from? Are you getting, I mean, we just talked about, you know, people who are already in Phoenix or just moving up to the next level in housing. Um, but yeah. is that the majority of what you're working with right now? Or do you have people coming from other areas? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've definitely been getting people who have been coming from different States. Uh, I know we're seeing a lot of people who have been coming from California lately, um, you know, Washington, Oregon, all of those, those, uh, those West Coast uh, states. Um, we've, we've also been working with a couple people uh, coming from the East Coast as well, um, you know, New York area and, and, and that. Um, and, and yeah, I feel like that's, that's kind of been like a, a, like a majority of where different people are coming from. I mean, we get a lot of people from Colorado. That's always been like a normal thing. Um, and yeah, I think that's like kind of like our hotspots of where whenever we ask, hey, where are you coming from? That's where they're coming from usually, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting people from Illinois, which is pretty common. Um, right yeah. now I've got buyers from Michigan. Um, like you said, New York, got buyers from New York. It's kind of nice for us to get some East Coast buyers though, right? Because we could talk totally about right? like hey I know, seriously. we're from there it's awesome <laughs> yeah you don't uh it's always nice to to be able to talk about that with with some people when you get buyers like that from the east coast it's nice my accent ends up coming out a little bit um so what in your experience lately what are buyers mm -hmm. buying with are they are you seeing a lot of cash out there um, is it conventional financing? Is FHA still a thing? Um, or yeah. down payment assistance? Like what's going yeah. on with your buyers? 
so it's still all over the place. I'm, I'm working with, with buyers with every single type of financing, whether they can buy a whole, a, a cash out whole, a house out, out whole with cash, um, conventional financing or FHA. So you still, I mean, yeah, we're in a tough market, but every single type of financing is, is still working. Um, now I have clients who have sold their previous homes um, and have made enough money uh, to buy their next property all cash, which is awesome. Um, and then we have clients that are using conventional loans, um, whether it be 5% down, 10% down or 20% down. Um, we're, 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 we're seeing, we're still seeing that. Um, and then there's also the, uh, the down payment assistance program with the conventional loan. So they give you a 3% uh, down payment assistance. So we're still seeing that. Um, I have clients right now who just went, um, under contract with the home. Um, and they're doing FHA down payment assistance with three and a half percent down. Um, so you're still seeing that. And those down payment assistance programs, while they are still a little bit of a higher interest rate, they're still a lower interest rate from what we were seeing a year ago. So still, if you can take advantage of that, it, it, it makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I, would, I would instruct people, yeah, you know, if you have a higher down payment or a higher cash um, you know, more cash in your, your pocket that makes you a strong buyer. But at the same time, we are still getting, um, you know, first time home buyers um, with not a lot of reserves in your bank account or not a high down payment under contract. It's still very possible. So we're still seeing everything from across the board. Are you seeing contingencies still? Yeah, we are seeing contingencies still. And actually we're having a, a good amount of success with contingencies because here's the thing everything's going so fast that the sellers that we're presenting our contingencies to are, are confident in taking the contingent offers because they know that these homes are going to go within a week or two. And mm -hmm. then also contingent buyers, I, I feel like are pretty strong buyers because they're selling a home with a lot of equity, which means they're going to put a lot of money down on this next property. So I, 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 I you know, I'm even encouraging to our sellers with contingent, uh, taking, taking contingent offers. I mean, we just got one under contract right. with a contingent offer because it, it, they, they're just coming with a lot, you know, a lot of cash and a little bit of security too, you know? And I feel like they're a super motivated buyer because yeah, they, they, they're doing this <clears throat> most likely because they refuse to move twice, which I totally get, especially if you're a family of two, three, four, you got the dog, you know, all of that whole house full of furniture, you're homing from school. Uh, I meant schooling from home, not homing from school, but maybe it's the same thing. You're working from home, you know, like there's all of these moving parts that are going on. And so I feel like that makes our contingent buyer um, pretty motivated, pretty motivated yeah. to make the deal work, pretty motivated to make it work with their buyer on their end and super motivated to make it work with the seller on the new property. Yeah, absolutely. And our contingent buyers are that we're seeing from, you know, the listing side, they've been going great. We've been doing amazing negotiations with them because they've been allowing, um, you know, post possessions um, because they just want to make a deal happen. Um, you know, they've been, they've been coming out of pocket for uh, appraisal differences, which if you guys don't understand that, that's if the, the property appraises for lower in value. They're coming up with the cash for the difference. Um, so, you know, we're seeing a little bit of flexibility with those contingent buyers. So I, I really like, I really like it and, and sellers really like it too. Totally agree. So speaking of sellers, 
really it's been an absolute breeze for sellers lately. I mean, in, in my experience, it's been super easy to sell, maybe a little bit overwhelming with the amount of showings that a seller gets, but it's really temporary. It doesn't last very long. Um, you know, our last couple of listings that we got under contract within a few days, I mean, the first one, we actually just closed on that earlier this week. That first one had 40 showings or something crazy like that in the first day. It, 40 at least were scheduled. I don't know yeah. if 40 people actually walked the threshold, but that first day we had 40 scheduled. We ended up closing the deal at $30,000 over list price. Um, the, the buyer happily paid that. I mean, that was not a problem yeah. at all. Another yeah. recent listing that just went under contract over the weekend, first day we had like 20 showings scheduled, um, got $20,000 over the list price on that one. Buyer, buyers like, just did take my money take my money. Yeah. You know, absolutely beautiful. Absolutely it was absolutely beautiful. beautiful. And the conversations that I'm having with these couple of buyers that are sitting in the fence waiting for things to go down, which probably not going to happen. Um, especially with this news, right. Um, is that, well, you know, I don't want to pay over list price. Well, what's list price anyway? Like, yeah. in, you know, nine times out of 10, um, it's important if you want to create emotion in the buyer pool out there and you want to, as a seller, get a bidding war going, it behooves you to price right at market or even slightly under. Yeah. So who's to say that list price that you're looking at is the actual price that you should pay? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like gauge how much you want it. Think about it logically Okay, so I'm taking 10 grand out of my pocket, whatever. I'm going 10 grand over the list price. For this home, I'm going to plan on being in for three to five years, and it's probably going to make up that equity in the next six weeks. You know what I mean? Like, be logical honestly, about this. Honestly, you know how, let's say, Jennifer, our, our new build agent, you know how uh, her buyers get excited how the equity has been growing over you know, the six to eight month period over time of the home get being built? We're mm -hmm. seeing equity grow within a 30 to 45 day contract. So that mm -hmm. little bit of money that you're going higher in the list price, you're getting it back by the time it closes because you're damn right that another home is closing right there for another 20 to 30,000 within the next month above list price or another home is going to be getting listed another 10 to 20,000 above the price that you just paid for within the next 30 days. That's just what's happening. So, you know, if you, if you're willing to, to, to get your home that you dream you're dreaming about and that you've wanted, make it happen. It's just worth it. And do your homework. Like people yeah. are so, well, if the market crashes, oh, okay. Like, have you looked at the news? It's not going to crash tomorrow. That's for yeah. sure. Is it going to go down at some point? Well, yeah. Cause that's how life works. Like, you yeah. know, the market does do that. And that's, it's cyclical. What that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but you got to jump in in order to play the game. You got to jump in at some point. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm a landlord myself. I have three properties that have tenants in them. So this doesn't make me that sad, but the rents out there are astronomical. I yeah. mean, I cannot keep a rental listing on the shelf. Can't do it. 
You think 40 showings in one day is crazy for a property for sale? You just wait till you have a rental listing on the market. Like hey, that's you get, nothing. You get 40 applications before the showings. <laughs> so true. So true. If, if the wind blows the right way and anybody even hears that we have a rental listing, all of a sudden applications pop up in my inbox. It's not we're not lying. <laughs> like that's yeah. how it goes. And you know, the, the rates that people are, the rental rates people are paying out there blow my mind. So they don't want to pay over list price, which what does list price mean in the first place? They don't want to jump in while the market's too hot, but they're fine with paying a thousand bucks more than they should be on a rental property. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's crazy to me. Um, yeah. Our last couple of rentals that we had went obviously within, you know, 2.5 seconds. Um, one of them just off the top of my head is like 1800 square feet. It was a nice area in Chandler and all day long, 2,400 a month, all day long. And it yep. just blows my mind. Probably if I listed it a month later, it'd probably be 2,600. Who knows? Yeah. So I agree. So what what are you finding? I know you spoke about the median price point a little bit in the beginning of the podcast, but what are you finding out there working with buyers are your hottest price points? The hottest price points? Yeah. Um, you, it's it's been from uh, three hundred thirty thousand to four hundred, um, because I think that's that that's that nice starter home pricing. Um, mm -hmm. I do work with a lot of first time home buyers or or actually second time home buyers. Um, mm -hmm. so that's, that's where I've been seeing, you know, the sizing of the house, um, kind of correlates in the areas like Gilbert, Chandler, uh, Mesa, you're getting really nice homes still from between that price range. So, um, that's where a majority of my buyers are, are at right now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm seeing about the same thing, anything under 300,000, like just forget about it. Like forget it's, it. it's you, tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. You, you better be there. You better be on top of things. In some cases, you might not even get a chance to see the property before you better put that offer in and then yeah. just worry about seeing the property after. I mean, you have a 10 day inspection period. I know maybe for some people that's not super ideal, but you got to do what you got to do at this point. You know what yeah. I mean? My, uh, my client that's, uh, that, um, we got her under contract on Friday, but, um, she was, uh, she was at a max price point of 320 and every single time a property, uh, came up that she liked, we had to go see it right after she got off work. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, that, that's just how it is. Anything below that 330,000 is just, you got to make it happen. Yeah. You got to jump on it. You got to be aggressive. Um, you know, one of our previous episodes, we talked a bit about that, about being aggressive and how to write the best offer and how to be the most attractive to a seller. And I mean, we're pulling out all of those rabbits out of the hat. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you had made a comment the other day, like if somebody tells me it's their dream home, I'm getting that house. Like that oh, house is oh, Yeah, absolutely. Because like we talked about, it's a low inventory. Um, so when's the next time a home like that's going to come up? Yeah. You know, I, we got to make it happen, <laughs> right. you know, and I got, if I got multiple offers, you know, I'm hounding, we're, we're hounding the listing agent to, to a call us before you make a decision and B, what do I got to do to make this happen? You know? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, absolutely. Those dream homes were making them happen. <laughs> 
And it's not just the MLS that we're finding these properties either. I mean, we're not going to share it in this episode today, but we have a few other tricks up our sleeve in terms of sourcing property for our buyers. So, you know, we're, on, we're turning over every stone, but the buyers have got to meet us there and they've got to be willing to be aggressive and they've got to have all of their crap together and all of it to the lender and their prequal letters solid and ready, their money ready. Like it's time. Yeah. It's go time right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I'm seeing, I'm feeling it under 500. I think you're right. Um, anything under 500 right now is just very highly competitive. Um, Absolutely really what I'm seeing. What about luxury? Um, you know, in that sort of that higher price point, uh, are we feeling the same thing? I had a few luxury clients over the last few months and I was kind of feeling it depended on the product though. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing with luxury and it's honestly dependent on the area. Um, my, my luxury clients that are in North Scottsdale to like Desert Ridge area, that's a hot area. Central Scottsdale as well. Scottsdale Ranch, like, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's a hot area. You have a good product and you list it. It's gone multiple offers within a couple of days. And I'm talking about from 700 to a million in, in that area. You got something good. You got a beautiful pool. You got a nice remodel. You got a very well taken care of home. It's gone fast. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the same thing in Gilbert as well. And that in, in, in Queen Creek luxury homes, um, those are getting multiple offers as well. Um, they're, they're you, just like, just like you said, but those you, you really, the listing agents need to pay attention to really the market value of those properties. Because if they, if they, if they price those wrong, it can be a total opposite difference in what happens with those. In effect, yeah. It's either, uh, total opposite effect. Um, if you price those right, they're gone quick. If you price them a little bit above, uh, it's or even just uh, a couple percent above, it's kind of an opposite effect. Um, you can't really do the same thing with those that you're seeing with the median price range. Totally true. I don't know if you caught it, but as you know, for the last, gosh, what, seven years now, I've been reporting every week to AZ Foothills magazine. That's kind of, you know, um, upper end, upper scale magazine based out of Scottsdale. And I report the uh, top 10 sales in the Phoenix area, like the most expensive sales each week. And I don't know if you caught it this past week, but uh, $24 million property in Silverleaf closed. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Something like, I don't know, a couple of acres Ooh. or probably like a few acres, like 10 or something like that. Um, but yeah, that was crazy fun to look at when you have the MLS. It's so much fun to look at all those crazy properties. Oh, yeah, curious where that money came from. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I did some research. I'll tell you after. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so speaking of hot areas, it's kind of like the last little bullet point on my list here of things to talk about in terms of Phoenix housing and what's going on. Um, you brought up Scottsdale as being a really mm -hmm. hot area. And mm -hmm. honestly, you know, I've been living here for, gosh, must be close to 18 years at, at this point. And um, yeah, about, and Scottsdale's always been hot. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that ever goes away. <laughs> well, you know, it's, a, it's a, it's renowned around the country. You know, whenever you, right. you talk to some, somebody in a different state, 
um, you know, what's the the first place that comes up in their mind? They usually say Scottsdale. They don't even say Phoenix. You know, it's not even Phoenix. So, I know. Yeah, you know, this is where everybody's going for the bachelor bachelorette party. This is where everybody's going on a you know hotel relaxation. You know, so it's uh, it's the vacation spot. It's where all the dining cuisine is and all that type of stuff. So Scottsdale is always going to be a hot spot. Yeah. So you're never going to go wrong, no matter what, in Scottsdale. I have a house there. Kept it because of everything we just said um but north of that so like you had mentioned in the desert ridge area um you know there's a couple of really cool neighborhoods in there um in that north phoenix area that and that yeah. area is pretty hot right now too so so you got a5254 which shares um the uh schooling district with paradise valley so that's the that's the area that i was talking about earlier that's very hot you got a lot of, um, you know, young families with like two, three kids that are moving to that area just because of the schooling and, and the nice housing over there, the nice neighborhoods. It's actually absolutely gorgeous. Um, you got Central Scottsdale to the east of the, the 101. That's a beautiful area with gorgeous homes, which is where your house is. It's just pretty wherever you see left and right. Um, just views. south of that mountain views absolutely you got mccormick ranch just south of that which is i mean it just keeps on expanding and expanding and you got so much new uh dining and shopping over there it's insane um and then a little bit south of that on that paradise valley um scottsdale border you got the new ritz carlton uh residences being built right there and they're actually building a shopping center town center right next to it to go hand in hand with it um that the it's it's absolutely going crazy over there so you're gonna see a heck of a lot more shopping and dining and and um and things that are walkable in that area so it's pretty cool stuff that are happening over there for sure and um from my families to tack on to that 85050 um that zip code which is just north of scottsdale and that's north phoenix so that's going to be um, Desert Ridge, right? A little northwest of where you're talking. Yeah, that's Desert Ridge. Those communities in there are popping. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. I've got a, a family right now that wants to get in there and there's very little to choose from. Um, so we've been working that a lot. What about the downtown Phoenix Arcadia area? I mean, Arcadia is always super hot. Yeah, so Arcadia is super hot. It, it, it always is just because um, of the advantage people are taking with the new building or the equity that they build to scrap a house eventually they buy an old house and then they scrap it eventually build new right. because that land is so it's so rich in equity that land yeah. is 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 worth so much money so a lot of people have taken taken advantage of that over time now we're actually seeing a lot of people who are wanting to move into arcadia area kind of moving out to the outskirts so um, Camelback East Corridor, which is like um, uh, Indian School and 28th, um, which is an area that's seeing a lot of expansion. You still can get a, a home with a good price right there. Um, you're seeing off of right in between that Phoenix Scottsdale border off of uh, Thomas and 56th Street, where uh, a lot of people are um, are getting, uh, are, are kind of, moving out of that Arcadia area and moving a little bit south near the 202, 143. And, um, and that area is popping right there. 
Um, a lot of people are moving right there and a lot of people are getting a lot of equity over the past couple of years um, buying property for cheap in that area. It's not so cheap now though. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now regarding downtown Phoenix, um, we all know the Willows, the Acantos, the Coronados, but now it's actually getting closer to the downtown Phoenix cluster, um, which is going to be um, Garfield Historic District. You're mm-hmm. seeing a lot of cute little craftsmen's bungalows and yeah, ranch styles that are getting remodeled and fixed up there. And the um, prices and- aren't that bad, honestly. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, the, the prices aren't that bad, but the, the amount of equity people, if you, if you got in there last year, mm-hmm. man, you did well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the thing that's interesting about that downtown cluster there in Oakland historic district, I think it's Ashland and, um, and, and Garfield, those are, most of them are, are all those single family homes are, are zone multifamily to duplex. So it, there's, there's a luxury in that alone. You can build a guest house um, you can be live in one one house and and rent the other side, um, you know. So it's really interesting what's going on right there. It's really interesting what investors and homeowners are doing with the properties over there. Um, it's really starting to clean up and look really pretty. Um, a lot of shopping and dining is getting built there too, so it's exciting. Totally agree. And speaking of shopping and dining and cleaning up and building and all of that, like, whoa, where did the West Valley come in? Like totally out of left field came out swinging maybe i don't know what they started popping about a year and a half ago two years ago i mean last summer i think surprise was like the most popular city i'd been asked about over you know throughout the entire summer surprise was just insane last year oh my gosh you remember how many how many buyers we had in surprise last year i feel like Mm -hmm. i I was like about to like buy like a or or get like a vacation rental the amount of times i was going out Right? A little timeshare over in Surprise. Yeah, so West Valley is doing great things. Um, over by the where the Cardinals play, the Cardinals Stadium, I believe some big giant water park is coming in over there. Didn't we talk about that at a meeting a couple of weeks ago? I think we did, yeah. Yeah, so they're really catering to families out there. I mean, I've got a new build in Buckeye which got to pack a lunch to go there, but you know what? It's gorgeous out there. It's a little bit of a drive, but this particular community where my guy's building is beautiful. It's got tons of amenities, little clubhouse, little snack area, that kind of thing. And it's just really nice and quiet out there. And driving a Buckeye is honestly not that bad because you just go down the tent. Right. It's not like you're, you're going like through all these different turns and all this, you just go down the tent, you get off in the exit and you're there in Buckeye, so it's not all that bad. So true, it's really not. Um, but specifically, like closer to my location, I have watched Awatuki change over the last couple of years, uh, especially oh gosh, since yeah. the, the 202 connects now to the West Valley. Have you been on that yet? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful freeway. It is, it is, I enjoy driving on it. Yeah, and it really connects, you know, I live in Awatuki, obviously, and it really connects us to the West Valley, which is great. Um, you know, I can get, like, when I'm going to Buckeye, I really shave, gosh, quite a bit of time off of if I had to go up and around, you know, yeah. I, I shave quite a bit of time off it, just shooting, just shooting west on that 202. And I've yeah, noticed. I mean, you, uh, miss, you miss the downtown Phoenix traffic, which is amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just goes right around it. It's really <laughs> yeah. amazing. It's actually perfectly placed. 
Um, but I've noticed our inventory levels in Ahwatukee have depleted quite a bit since that was put in place. Um, you know, of course, there's other reasons that people like the Ahwatukee area, but now I think one of the reasons that they're adding to it is we're, we're no longer considered out of the way. Like now that we have, you know, we've always had the 10, um, but now that we have the 202 going both directions, like it's a lot more accessible to be in Phoenix's largest cul-de-sac uh, right yeah, now. Absolutely. So lots of, lots of fun stuff, lots of building actually, which you would think Ahwatukee's all built out, but we've got a couple of communities that are building also, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and the cool thing is, is there's still plenty of shopping, dining, and, and grocery stores and everything. I mean, everything in is pretty convenient. So yeah, I, yeah. Love, I love always going down there. Yeah, Christmas time at 48th and Ray. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even take Ray because you can't get through the traffic there. <laughs> so there's definitely a lot of restaurants and things like you're saying. Um, Gilbert, right? It's like, the are there one. words? <laughs> are there words? Yeah. For Gilbert? I think everybody already knows that one. Yeah. I mean, you know, Gilbert, you're seeing building everywhere and you're seeing everybody move there. Yeah. Um, and downtown Gilbert is awesome. I mean, you got all the popular restaurant that's all over the valley, they put it all in that cluster right there. I mean, you got, you got Oso, Whiskey Row, you got, um, you know, that, what's that? Postinos, you got everything Barrio that you want. Yeah, absolutely. They, it's, it's, yeah, it's just a perfect little cluster. So yeah, Gilbert's awesome. Gilbert's, Gilbert's doing amazing. <laughs> and it's, and listings do not stick around in Gilbert. I tell you that. Well, you know, not at all, not at all. Chandler's a close second. I mean, downtown yeah. Chandler's doing pretty well. They've got, talk about food. Downtown Chandler has some oh, yeah. amazing restaurants. The Brick oh, yeah. House, it, have you gone to I the Brick loved House? It. Yeah, I love the oh. Brick House. They, they have those little small plates, uh, the tapas style. Tapas. Yeah. yeah. Oh. What is yeah. it? It's the tuna tartare there, I think, with the little crackers. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time we went with another couple and we got, we ordered one of everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And it was amazing. So absolutely everything they make is great, but downtown Chandler's really, really grown. Um, they've got some, just some cool things to do down there. Great nightlife. Yep. Uh, and Chandler's popping too. I mean, yeah. in every direction in the East Valley, really. Um, yeah. Mesa, Mesa also, Mesa always holds its own, but that Eastmark area is i wish Jax was still here he decided that we we're too boring for him alex um yeah he left but i wanted to ask him about his you know from a kid's perspective going to eastmark because we've got a friend that lives in eastmark okay so it's jd and we were at her uh her kid's birthday party last week and it was outside you know so we could social distance and not share our germs which was great and um they just have these cool parks and their pool area is so amazing and they have their own diner and they have um a really cool clubhouse with game rooms and meeting yeah. rooms and i mean it's just unbelievable have you been out there lately yeah i mean you got everything under one roof like in every single neighborhood they just made it like amazingly convenient for all the families out there that moved there i mean you got everything there you get like you said you got the pools the clubhouses everything so it's it's amazing what they did there. they really thought out that community <laughs> oh and it's so attractive to families and and with you know with good reason and honestly like talk about our clients that we have some clients that are currently building 
that, like you said, are like, oh my God, they had another price increase at the builder. Oh my God, we just gained X amount of equity. And that's where several of our clients actually have done so well because they built an eSmart like a couple years ago or whatever. And now they're moving to some other location. We have some that are actually moving out of state, you know, job transfers, whatnot. So various reasons, but they're making out with some pretty damn good bank and it's oh, yeah. exciting. Oh yeah. Everybody's coming out with equity building there. And then, you know, lastly, the Queen Creek, Santan Valley area. So yeah. I'm no stranger. Okay. So I've been doing this for an awfully long time. Queen Creek was probably the only place I showed property for a good part of the beginning of my career. So I'm super familiar with the area. I don't live there. Um, so I don't go there, you know, as much as I used to. Um, but every time I'm there, I'm like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's growing and there's new stuff. There's a new road. There's, you know, yeah. all kinds of things going on down there. There's freaking traffic. <laughs> there is freaking traffic, I stuck in it, but they're fixing that thankfully. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and, yeah, I'm just like surprised because I used to just cruise right down there and I'm like, and oh there never used gosh, to be. Yeah. There's so many people here now. Yeah. It's insane. It's awesome. And then, you know, slowly like Queen Creek and Santan are just meeting right in the middle. Like they're just expanding so much. I mean, they're building so much. It's great. And, and talk about like nice restaurant and dining there. They, they get, they've got it all now. Though. So they it's, do. it's amazing. They do. I mean, it used to be that if you lived in Queen Creek, you traveled to the Valley for everything, you know, in work yeah. and all that, but it's not like that yeah. anymore. Um, and, you know, and with our sort of our push to work from home with what's going on in the world, it is making sense to people if they don't have to travel because the grocery store is close and they don't have to commute for work and stuff. Why not yeah. go out where it's a little bit less expensive to get a huge house or, you know, yeah. a, a house that can accommodate your needs. Talk about that median price range, that 330, 350 or 330 to 400. The, the home that you can get there is absolutely gorgeous. And these homes are all built in, you know, 2010, 2015 or new. So, you know, you're getting homes with a couple year old roofs, couple year old AC units, and they're right at that sweet spot um, where, um, um, where you're getting a beautiful home, you know, for, mm -hmm. for that great price. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Alex. Well, I think that's enough information for today. What do you think? Mm -hmm. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, as always, everybody, please do us a favor. Please like, subscribe, listen to us on whatever platform you, your, your podcast listening desires <laughs> are. I don't know. <laughs> whatever platform that you listen to your podcasts on, um, please do download our episodes if you like us because that helps us move up a little bit in ranks. Um, it doesn't count if you just view the or if you just listen to the episode downloading is really where it's at so please do that for us and um, let's get the news out to the people so if you know of anybody that is even even a little bit interested in the real estate market here in the phoenix area share this podcast with them we are here every two weeks we are giving you what is going on in our market real time um, and then also we sometimes have special guests that we talk with we, we usually have Alex. We get to see Alex quite a bit, mm -hmm. but sometimes we have other guests and I have heard we have Holly Parker coming up as a guest in a future episode Ooh. to talk about pest control, which a lot of people in the Phoenix, I mean, Phoenix has some bugs, right? Yep. So 
a lot of people in the Phoenix area have to deal with it. And she has awesome tips and tricks and great answers to all the questions. So looking forward to that. Alex, it was awesome. Thank you again. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye.